Welcome back to Big Les's League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about the round that was Magic Round. What a past few games. Some upsets, some really solid contests. Uh, but the first two games, I reckon, were some of the most solid that I've seen for sure. The first one being a tight one, the Bulldogs v. the Raiders. The Raiders held off a fast-finishing Bulldog side in a 64-point thriller to open Magic Round on Friday night, coming out 34-30 winners to secure their fourth win on the trot. Love that for the Raiders. Uh, it was a strong performance from them as well. you got guys like Joseph Tarpanay uh, and Josh Papali'i putting in some massive performances. Uh, Josh Papali'i with a big hit as well. Uh, I forget who it was on. It might have been on Jacob Preston, but there was a massive hit. It was on Corey Waddell, actually. Massive hit on Corey Waddell from Josh Papali'i. Uh, some big moments in that game, and it was really, really entertaining. It's probably one of the better games I've watched all year, to be honest, just because of how close it was and uh, how high scoring it was as well. I love a high scoring, close game. It's really, really entertaining, and this one certainly was. And what a way to start off Magic Round as well. Watching it from home, definitely going next year, but uh, watching from home in this one, and it was just so, so entertaining still. I reckon if I was there amongst it in the atmosphere, it would have been so much better, but um, yeah, fuck, it was a really awesome way to start Magic Round. Now, obviously, there's one guy that you got to give credit to here. There was one big game player in this one that just absolutely fucking went berserk and was definitely the best player by far on the park, and it was Matt Timoko. Now, I've been talking about him for the past few weeks, and obviously, his effort areas you know, that he puts 100% in for this Raiders team and, um, you know, that he's super solid every single week, super consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, but this week, he just went to another level, literally to another level. Fuck, if he was eligible for New South Wales, I would love to say it, love to say it, because he just puts in 100% every single week. He's an absolute weapon, um, and he had a really big game in this one. Ran over 200 metres, uh, and, you know, addition to scoring a try as well is a pretty solid effort from him in this one. He was definitely the standout for me. Just when he ran the ball, he was so dangerous. He had a, had a ton of tackle breaks as well in this game. I think it was about six or seven, maybe more. Uh, but he was so dangerous. He just could not be stopped. Matt Timiko, uh, you know, Jordan Rapana scored some tries early in each half as well. It really helped the Raiders there. Corey Horsburgh, though, fucking hell, through the middle, 174 metres and four tackle breaks. Uh, he was definitely the standout lock forward of the week. And, I feel like when he started at lock as well, he's gone much better than, than he does coming off the bench. He's a great impact player off the bench, but I feel like when he started at lock this year, uh, he's had a really good knock, and he plays big minutes as well, Corey Hawes, by the big red. Love to see it. 174 metres, four tackle breaks. Absolutely sensational effort there from Corey Horsburgh. Uh Jack Whiten, uh, that try that he set up for Xavier Savage was sick. That kick um, that Jack Whiten put on the edge there for um, Xavier Savage was absolutely unreal. I feel like for the Bulldogs this week, obviously the Raiders looked unreal, but so did the Dogs. And to keep it level, uh, to keep it, you know, within four points to by the end of the game, I think it's pretty impressive uh, by the Bulldogs, especially over the past few weeks. They've been sort of struggling. Uh, last week, not so much, but, you know, in previous weeks, they were struggling to get wins on the board. 
Uh, and they just had a massive game in this one, and they've proved that they're, uh, you know, a very big threat in this competition. And particularly without Karaz, without uh, Josh Adokar, without Viliami Kikiau, without Tevita, oh, Tevita Pangai Jr. might have been there, but without Luke Thompson, um, you know, had a lot of guys out, and to come out and put a massive performance on like that was really, really solid from the Bulldogs. So they can uh, take a lot of positives. However, they've now lost all four of their Magic Round games since 2019. Uh, and obviously they were without a win at Suncorp Stadium since 2015. So the stats definitely weren't uh, with the Bulldogs in this one. And the Raiders uh, have won seven games in a row against the Bulldogs now as well. So the stats were definitely with the Raiders. I went the Raiders uh, and they got the job done there against the Bulldogs. Super tight, super entertaining game. Definitely very enjoyable. And yeah, as I said, I'm definitely going to Magic Round next year because it just looks so entertaining and so, so fun fun um, out there amongst the atmosphere as well. You see some of the videos, uh, some of the pages that are out there at the moment, not even that, but just the crowds. Uh, as I said, just looks super entertaining and yeah, definitely keen to get amongst it over the next few years, probably next year. Uh, I'll pretty much book it when, it when the tickets start selling in November because I totally want to get amongst it wherever it is. If it's at Suncorp, it's, if it's not at Suncorp, uh, I'm going to be super keen to get to that because that would be unreal. Uh, but look, that was a solid game of football there. Bulldogs v Raiders. Uh, as I said, credit to the Bulldogs for keeping it tight, but the Raiders, you know, masterclass as well from guys like Jack Whiten, um, obviously from Matt Timiko as well. And uh, J- Joseph Tarpanay, I mean, we just expect him um, to rack up such massive meters and to have such big games for the Raiders over the past few weeks and, you know, over the past few years years even we've expected big performances from Joseph Tarpanay uh, and he's just delivered really really well in this in this game as well with around 200 meters uh, and then obviously the big red having a big game as well 174 meters with four tackle busts that is unreal uh, as for the next game the Broncos v the Mealy Seagulls definitely not as close as the previous game uh, 32 to 6 was the final score that win against the Manly Seagulls has put them well in front in the ladder, on the ladder, sorry, um, obviously in first place there now, uh, and probably the informed team at the moment in the competition. Uh, the Broncos made it not competitive pretty much. It was just very uncompetitive. Uh, obviously, when you've got guys like Selwyn Cobbo scoring try after try after try, uh, Adam Reynolds' is kicking game, you know, Payne Haas and Ezra Mann, we saw, um, you know, how much they mean to this side. Payne Haas, especially with some big meters in this one. But even as Ramam, just some of the passing things that he does, the way he runs the football, you know, running into the line, giving some beautiful service to Reese Walsh, who, by the way, was fucking unbelievable. And Reese Walsh's kicking game has developed so much since he's come over to Brisbane or come back to Brisbane, I should say. Uh, he's really used his kicking game and uh, it's really helped the Broncos in big games as well. And uh, it just adds another thing you got to worry about uh, when you're versing the Broncos, that kicking game from Reese. Walsh, especially close to the line, those grubbers, super dangerous from Reese Walsh. And as I said, just the way that Ezra Mam runs the ball uh, and the service that he gives to his outside men, and particularly uh, Reese Walsh, and you know, the combinations that he have that. They have, sorry, all of them in the spine. Uh, Adam Reynolds, Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh. I mean, we saw that really take place in this game. Uh, Payne Haas, as I said, was outstanding. His impact coming back into this team was phenomenal and definitely noticeable. Uh, big meters and obviously, uh, you know, make, as I said, making it non-competitive. Um Patrick Carrigan as well. I mean, again, it's another guy we sort of sit there and expect big uh, stats from week in, week out. And uh, he's had a big game in this one as well. He was sensational, racking up 130-something metres, I believe. Uh, But he was fantastic. 
With Selwyn Cobbo's third try, uh, 11 minutes from full time, the Broncos racked up their 2,000th premiership, 20,000th, sorry, 20,000th. Is that how you say that? Probably not, but anyway, 20,000th. Premiership point, Jesus Christ, I sound like Daffy Duck. But anyway, uh, the try was also Cobbo's 16th in the past 12 games at Suncorp Stadium. That's unreal there from Selwyn Cobbo. And it just shows you how dangerous he is. I think he's definitely going to be in origin this year. Uh, Couldn't leave him out of my side. Uh, The Seagulls had only 37% possession uh, in the first half and completed just 9 out of 19 sets. That's fucking un... It's just... It's just shit ass, really. It was really poor from the Manly Seagulls. Up, all up Manly made 16 errors while the Broncos made 10 and completed 81% of their sets. And that's the thing as well. Yes, Broncos were making a lot of errors, but they were, you know, utilizing their possession with the football. They were utilizing their possession with the football. They'd make errors and then make up for it, whereas Manly would make errors and give Broncos a lot of ball uh, and they'd just get none of the ball, the Manly Seagulls. And by the end of the first half, it was... As I said, just pretty much non-competitive there. The Broncos really took the reins. Uh, and it was a big statement win too from the from the Brisbane Broncos as well to really staple themselves, you know, self, sorry, as the premiership threats going into this year as well. Uh, the only thing that worries me about the Broncos, obviously last year they had a really shocking end, being well and truly in the top eight and then dropping out uh, towards the back end of the year. Let's hope that that doesn't happen again for the Broncos. Uh, but yeah, as I said, big statement win for them. Uh, and obviously we talked about Payne Haas in his return from suspension. He ran for 193 metres from 19 carries despite only playing 58 minutes. That's fucking unbelievable there from Payne Haas, 58 minutes and nearly 200 metres, insane. Uh, Manly have now won only one of their past five games at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't have a really good record there at Suncorp. I think Brisbane at Suncorp was always always going to be hard. You know, Brisbane, they do own Suncorp. That is their home ground. They were going to have that home ground advantage going into this game. And it was pretty um, full circle, I guess, to Selwyn Cobbo with his tries because he scored it pretty much the exact same ways for all three of his tries compared to last year was pretty much a copy of last year if you think about it if you go back and watch that game Selwyn Cobbo pretty much scored tries you know pretty much all of the same ways off an intercept uh, and off a kick off Adam Reynolds as well. So uh, Brisbane Broncos, really impressive. Not really much to talk about there. It's just super impressive game. Forward standing up for Brisbane, uh, for Brisbane and, uh, you know, obviously the impact of Payne Haas as Ramam coming back into that side. Plus, Reese Walsh having a big game as well. Uh, the Broncos pretty much just unstoppable in this one. Well,